Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are very glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all our great listeners tuning in, especially our servicemen and women taking care of us out there. Also, want to remind you guys if you're uh, you know in the mood to help us out, maybe you go by wherever it is you get your podcast from, wherever you can leave a review and leave a five star review for Thunder and Lightning. We try to be the best MSU podcast. I dare say we are the only MSU podcast to go through this entire quarantine, mm-hmm. and we missed like Easter. Yeah, severe weather though. Yeah, I mean, and, and and we missed like another. We there, there's only been like a show or two that you guys hadn't gotten during the quarantine. That's now, right. Did the show suck? Well, that's up to you. But you we you should up. reward us for effort. Would you rather have? It's it's like the Michael Scott the pizza thing. Would you rather have a small amount of great pizza or a large amount of okay pizza? And I know that the the correct choice is the small amount of great pizza, but still. <laughs> so and it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> Because we got a programming alert. That was literally decided like five minutes ago. We decided five minutes ago. Uh, next week will be the Thunder and Lightning uh, summer vacation. We're going to take the week off. So no podcast uh, next week of any kind uh, from me. I'm, I'm ba- a barring incident. You know, Mike Leach decides he's running for president. We'll do a podcast. Yeah. Beyond that. And no thunder and lightning next week. All right. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Looking forward to Churn and Spoon opening back up very, very soon. That's going to be happening. And, of course, Strange Brew has been with you just like thunder and lightning all throughout this uh, these uncertain times. So make sure you're staying with them as the times become more certain, I guess. I was with them before. I was with them during. Yes. I will be with them after. You can become a broopy. We, we got to get those stickers. We got to. We got to talk to the people. We got with powers that be. We had a couple of suggestions today too. We did, but I still like I still broopies. like Broopy. I think I think you win. I think I'm, I'm very rarely is my idea the correct one. My wife will will tell you that, but we're going with Broopies. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the input from everyone. Yeah, I, I agree. I think hey, you win. a lot of times these people have come up. With, our listeners have come up with much better ideas than what we come up. Well, with. I mean, what we're doing today. Yeah. The rumblings. That yeah. was not us. No. I can't remember who it was, but that was not us. Yeah, I, th- I think it was. Uh, was it was it Brad Haynes? May have been. I think it was. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Uh, but anyway, we went on one of those rants again while we were trying to talk about Strange Brew Coffee House. Just want to remind you that best service, best drinks in town. Two locations to serve you here in Starkville. One in Tupelo. Go by there today. Get yourself taken care of. Get you a little shot of juice to get you through the day. At Strange Brew Coffee House. Our good friends at College Corner are just like me. Very passionate about Father's Day. Father's Day. Guys, we only get so many. We, we just, you know, the kids get like 325 days. Your wife gets like, f- f- she has some overlap with the kids. Yeah. So she's getting like 150, maybe 200 days. Yeah. You get like four. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. You might not be lucky and you might not get any any days at all. 
but you should demand Father's Day. And part of your demand should be a nice new Mississippi State polo, a new baseball cap. That, that cap you're wearing is getting a little ratty. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, you might need to might need to hit up uh, College Corner. <laughs> tell, tell, tell Katie, hit say. And hey, we can save a lot of money because we're going to get 30% off the gift card purchase, and then we're going to purchase the hat. Boom. You made money on that transaction. If there's, a, if, there's, if there's two things I know fathers in this state love, it's college it's college it's apparel. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. It's college Spit apparel. It out, junior. College apparel and saving money. All right. If you can be if you can get some nice new Mississippi State or Ole Miss or Southern Mississippi stuff and be cheap about it, that's that's an extra degree you can lower the thermostat for the month. That's how, that's how I'm gonna look at that. Thirty percent. That's how I'm looking at it. So, go to collegecornerstore.com, search for gift cards in the uh, search bar there at the website, take 30% off any gift card purchase. $100 gift card, only going to cost you 70 bucks. Do it today. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems want you to know that no matter what's going on with your business, this once again, these uncertain times, <laughs> they can take care of you. So if you need to upgrade the technology around your office, if it's time to get a new copier, it's time to get new computers, it's time to upgrade what you're doing for mailing systems or document management, Advantage Business Systems has a solution for you. If you're trying to keep your people at home for right now, my wife, she's still working from home. I would say that if the Herb, her uh, business said, hey, we need you to upgrade this, that, and the other, Advantage Business Systems will be the ones to call to find out what they need to do. They've got 45 years of experience of doing just that here in Mississippi. So as we try to, you know, bring the economy back here in this state, let's let's do it by supporting our local businesses like Advantage Business Systems. Give them a call today at 844-833-6245. Totally memorized now. Or go to absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. It's, it's a hateful day here on the rumblings. I know. You, you've heard about Christmas in July. Well, today it's Thanksgiving in June. Thanksgiving in June with a heaping helping of hatred. In Dominus is Requiem. Some good Latin there get you going. So, in the midst of these uncertain times, there's one thing <laughs> one that thing is, is absolutely certain. certain: the toxicity of our rivalry. <laughs> you, you want to go nag, <laughs> Elijah Moore? I don't know. I can't do a whole lot of, of system of the down. I didn't What's read the article, but did Lane Kiffin actually say, you know, if Elijah Moore didn't pretend to pee or something like that, like, I wouldn't be here, kind of thing? I mean, I, he's, I don't, he's, I don't, he's I don't right. Know. You're talking about the one that Dennis Dodd did yeah, today? Yeah, I didn't, I I didn't, I didn't read it. That. Didn't read it yet. I, I plan to read it, uh, but that's I haven't read it yet. But we have some questions along those lines here. So let's move on into the rumblings brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. I will be there later this week picking up some beef ribs, and you can be there yourself picking up beef ribs, picking up brisket. Picking up pot roast, steaks, burgers, whatever you want. And, of course, some of their new great pork products. I know a bunch of you took advantage of their pork bellies uh, that, I, I, that I showed off a couple weekends ago. Did those burn-ins. Man, they're fantastic. And it's great prices. If you're wondering what the, these things are going to cost you, well, I, I got the solution. Just go to facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. They got the full menu up there for you right now. Take a look at that. And you can place your order online right there. Or give them a call at 662 662- 418-2021, and this weekend on the grill, look, it's going to be hot outside this weekend. So what I suggest is that you cook outside this weekend, and it'll cook quicker because it's hot. See? I think that's right. 
That extra 10 degrees makes a difference. That's a a four-hour smoke instead of four and a half. I don't know. Could be. Sure, it's science. Regardless, the the real science is in the beef. So give Welcome Home Beef a call today, 662-418-2021. Or go to Facebook.com slash Welcome Home Beef. Whatever you order from them, one thing remains the same. It just tastes good. All right. Let's dive into your anger. Some of you people don't like Ole Miss, I can tell. We didn't get a whole lot of... I was hoping to get some Ole Miss people asking us questions. Yeah, I kind of thought yesterday, whenever you suggested that we do this, mm-hmm. I kind of thought we may get, we get some few. of that reverse... I know we have some Ole Miss listeners. I know I know my good friend Fancy Pants still listens. Well, the, pro- <laughs> the problem with that is, mm-hmm. if they submitted questions, that would be admitting that they listened. There's no shame in listening to Thunder and Lightning. There's no shame in I that. I shouldn't be. You know, I think you're a podcast. I think you're a uh, man or woman of high taste. If this is the the audio you I listen have been to. told, I'm a man of of low character many times, and also that I uh, sound like a terrorist. Shout out to Delta Rebel if you're listening. Yeah, I've been told I sound like Sheriff Callie. Shout out no, to VH Dog. No, no, you sound Deputy like Peck. Deputy That's Peck. Right. Sheriff Callie was a female uh, cat, so you you would not sound like her. You do sound like Deputy Peck. It is not. It is eerie. It is eerie how much. You oh, sound I. Like. I after I was informed, I went to listen, yeah. and, and there is a... The kids like Deputy Peck? Do they like Sheriff Callie? Is it still on? It never comes on, I don't okay. think. Okay. Uh, if it does, they never watch it. It's never been... Disney a- runs through those shows like there's nothing to it. All right, starting off with J.B. Holloway, who wants to know, can you have zero Mississippi commitments and call yourself the flagship? Well, we might be doing a show here. <laughs> you kill out. another computer? And it went out for a second. I'm telling you, man, I'm getting nervous. Hey, call yourself the flagship. He's asking for a friend. I think that friend's name is Lane Kiffin. This is a bigger picture, by the way, for Ole Miss. Ole Miss has two commitments right now. And I know we, that there's been you know recruiting, and they've extended the dead periods, and all, but two commitments is a little worrisome, I would think. Uh, it doesn't seem ideal. Yeah. For, by any stretch. And, and look, you can paint lots of pictures here. It's early or whatever, but... Just about everybody else has more than two commitments. Yeah. and uh, uh, But back to the original point. Can you call yourself Mississippi? Yeah, you can. But you're just calling yourself yeah, that. I, I mean, mean it's, you're not the largest university in the state. You don't have the, the largest in-state student population. So, yeah, you're just sort of I calling mean, yourself that. I could say I'm the sexiest man alive. Mm-hmm. But I don't I'm think still, there are But any, I'm still breathing, so you know it's not true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You can be second, though. All right. Uh, Keeves Wright. If you wrote out what you wanted Mike Leach to say about Ole Miss during egg, the Egg Bowl week, what would you write? You know, honestly, I, I enjoyed Mullen's jabs, and I definitely wanted him to take a jab or two. But I, I don't want, you know, super upset. I just want him to, you know, we understand how important the game is. and It's more important it, it than, you know, Almost any other game on the schedule, you know, because I think in a vacuum the Egg Bowl is the most important game on the schedule. But in 2014, Alabama was the most important game on the schedule. Yeah, because it just depends on where you are in the season, right? Um, but at the start of every season, the Egg Bowl is the most important game. Right now, the Egg Bowl is the most important game. You got to win that game. Um, but at the same time, I'm not looking for just him just to go out there and just you know, let me. Here's a laundry list of everything that's wrong with Ole Miss. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I I don't expect him to get up there and cut a promo by, right. by any stretch. There you go. Yeah, that's, a, that's how you should have put it. Uh, I mean, I think it'd be cool if he kind of channeled his inner Jackie and just never called him Ole Miss. 
just go just come up with a name for them. Yeah. Well, Mullinger too. Or, or cool pretend, enough. yeah, or, or pretend like you can never remember their mascot or something. Yeah. Just do, do something. Uh, just bears or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Or just literally call them something different every single time. Yeah. You know, you can call them the Rebels, and then next time call them sort of like I gave Bob a new nickname on every show. Yeah. Just, it, it, one week they're the Lions, the next week they're the Tigers. Yeah, just make something up. And it doesn't have to be any of the six that are actual what they use for nicknames. It can be it can be anything. Yeah. Um, I like that. All right. Uh, I mean, just go through all the minor league baseball teams' names and stuff and just cycle so them. We're every- playing the Trash Pandas this week. And- <laughs> Clay Crowder, it is well known that Leach's record versus Washington was poor. In fact, after the last Apple Cut... Leach blame recruiting for the loss to his in-state rival. If that comment was made after an Egg Bowl, how bad would the nuclear melt be among the MSU fan base? Well, a loss in general, and there's going to be a nuclear right. meltdown. And in Leach's defense, what he said was true about Washington. Washington recruits at a much, much higher level than Washington State ever did. And that's not a Leach as a lazy recruiter comment. That is just, Washington is in Seattle, and Washington State is in Pullman. You know, which is like you know, being in Iuka? I don't know. It's 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 a really small town. When we had I had Dave Emmerich on and he talked about how much bigger Starkville is than Pullman. Yeah. I mean, you don't ever hear that. So I get so Lee just telling the truth. He's like, they just have better players. And honestly, I mean, if you look back at fourteen and fifteen, Mullen could have gotten up there and said that. I mean, you know, like they've just out recruited us, and which is which, which was the truth. So, well, you know what I mean. It's the truth. They had better players. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't think it'd be as bad as he's he's is suggesting it would be. But that said, I don't think MSU fans want to hear any excuse at the end of an egg bowl. They just want to know why you didn't win. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if Mike Lee sits here and says Ole Miss has recruited better than me, that's going to tick some people off. I, I, I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah, but. At the same because time, then the question is, why it, have they If it was true, I don't have a huge issue with it. You know, if it's not true, you know, then I would, you know, that, I wouldn't like that. I don't know. Well, no. if it's true, then that means that because I don't think there is that much difference of recruiting someone to start from recruiting someone. To no, there's not. So if it is true that they've out recruited you, now granted, Mullen had a unique situation in that there may have been, could have been, a little extra activity going on to get some of those talented guys to Ole Miss. Could have been. Yeah. Uh, if I, I guess I just don't think that would go over well at all for Mike Leach or any Mississippi State head coach ever to say, well, we just lost to Ole Miss because they recruit better than us. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh, you're right. I take that and, you know, yeah. on to next Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I don't think that happens. You're probably right. All right, Miller Time wants to know, the national media seems much higher on Kiffin at Ole Miss than Leach at State. They seem convinced that Kiffin will turn Ole Miss around while Leach will struggle in the SEC. Even for year one, seemingly everyone is picking Ole Miss to be better. Leach has been a better coach than Kiffin throughout his career, and MSU has been the more stable program by far. What's with the hype for Lane, but doubt for Mike? What do you think? I, I don't want to go down a a political road here, but I do think that there are some people that root for Mike Leach to fail because he is obviously a conservative. I think that's fair some, to say. I mean, that. he's never admitted that, but... I, don't, I mean, I say he hadn't admitted that. He may have admitted that. His tweets and things it. in the past has indicated which side of the fence he's on there. So I, I do think that there are 
some folks, he is so outspoken politically and on political issues. I mean, he was the head coach of state tweeting at Mitt Romney not that long ago. Yeah. Um, I think some of that causes some people to root against Mike Leach. Um, I think Dan Walken roots against Mike Leach, as he kind of yeah. seemed to indicate the other day. So I think some of that goes with the territory of just some people are not Mike Leach fans, and so they're going to look for reasons that Leach may fail in Starkville. Uh, that said, I, th- I think going into this whole... I, there's something about Lane Kiffin, and I don't know if it's his Twitter persona or, mm-hmm. or what it is, but a lot of people that don't have a... You know, they just like don't him. have a horse in the race, just like him. Yeah. And, and so I, I think there's this hope that he can kind of rekindle the magic that, of what everybody once thought that he was going to be. I also think that, you know, his success at Alabama gives people hope that he can call plays and his offense really works in the SEC, where people aren't sure about leeches in the SEC. Yeah. But that said, I mean, State is better at quarterback. Leech is a better winner. I like Ole Miss's running backs better than State's for total. I like Kylan Hill better than any one of their running backs. Um, State's better defensively. Jaquavius Marks could be good enough to Could be good, but I mean, I've seen it. But you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen Ely and, and Snoop Connor. So, isn't that his name? Yeah, that's his name. Isn't that his name? It doesn't matter what his name. What's that kid's name? I think it's the kid from from Hattiesburg, right? Oh my gosh! You you keep talking. No, now I have to know. I mean, I think that's right. That's his name. Okay, I was like, (laughs) like that's his name. I was thinking there was somebody else. They had another guy named Snoop, didn't they? At one time, I don't remember. State had a guy named Snoop Dog. He came and did a concert. Yes, he did. Ole Miss had him too, though. He did the. Did uh, he go to? No, he did the Hottie Toddy oh, on, the, on okay. the Jumbotron one time. Uh, Wonder where Snoop's heart really lies. Wherever whoever pays him the most. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, I, I do. I don't. I don't understand why there's more hype for Ole Miss this year because State is just State's the better team right now. They just are. There's no way you know top to bottom. State is just a better football team. Uh, another question from uh, Miller Time. I was in the Maroon Band at State. During the 2018 Egg Bowl, we had Ole Miss students throw stuff at us throughout the game. And as we went down from halftime, a student shoved me and a few other band members as he walked by. Any ever ever had a negative interaction dealing with those, I'll say people, <laughs> in Oxford? Uh, first and foremost, I don't believe this story. Because I went to that game and there weren't any Ole Miss students there. They, they stayed as far away as they could. <laughs> uh, that said, of course I have. I mean, I've been through. I've walked through the Grove in full maroon. Yes, of course I have. But I am not going to sit here and tell you that that's exclusive to this side. I am quite positive there are Ole Miss people who would tell you they had a negative experience here at Mississippi State. It just happens. Yeah, it just happens. And I'm not going to be one of these holier than thou's that says, "Oh, it's just terrible." It just happens. So, yep, I've walked through the Grove in full maroon before and ended up with uh, approximately 89 hottie toddy stickers and stuff all yeah, stuck to yeah, me. Yeah. It's- it's part of the game. It's an interesting question here from John Jeffrey Nelson. Your favorite Ole Miss player ever? Uh, Reagan King, punter. Late 90s. Friend of yours? Yeah, from Ackerman. He's from Ackerman? Yeah, he, actually, I was more of a friend of it. He was a little bit, he's a good bit older than me. Yeah. Um, probably, gosh, I guess seven years or so older than me. I played uh, baseball with his brother. I think his brother was a senior on the team my like, freshman year at Ackerman in baseball. So Okay. So, yeah. Uh, then I will go with Ben Brown. <laughs> uh, former St. Aloysius. I, I if, if a Mississippi State player can't win the whole trophy this year, I'm pulling for Ben Brown because that'll be back-to-back St. Aloysius guys. 
and I'll, I will get to interview him, and that'll be exciting. Uh, let's see here. Rob Chittum, what is the best Egg Bowl fight? In my mm. lifetime, they've brawled three times. 90, 97, and 18. 97 is the one that gets the most pub. But here's seems. what I'm saying. Shouldn't it be, was it 25 when they 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 took the field and somebody took brought chairs down there? And that's why they when came up. When they actually started the They the came egg. up with the egg ball. That's got to be the answer, right? I mean, that was 60 years before I was born. But I got to say that it'd be tough to top that, I imagine. That's the, the only time the students have gotten involved. Imagine if it was just a battle royal out in the middle of the field. Both sides just take take the field, and it's just... If it's in Starkville, I like state's chances in that. That's what you need to go back to Jackson for. I'm just get half and half. <laughs> Imagine right there on the dividing line. Well, I was just thinking man. state's going to have weapons. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, what is your favorite and least favorite egg bowl? Uh, my, my least favorite is either 2012 or 97. Okay. Um, I, I, I'd lean towards 2012 just because to be in all maroon in Oxford for that game yeah, was not pleasant. Not pleasant. And sitting in the, the midst of all red and blue uh, because I was with my Ole Miss pal who, of course, wanted to stay the whole entire of game. Of course and, he did. Yeah. yeah, which I don't blame him. But anyway, that was not a pleasant experience. Yeah. So I'll probably go 2012 as my least favorite. Uh 97 is easily the least favorite for me. That's just painful. So painful. That game they should have won. They should have won. It's, it's not even close. Uh, my favorite. Favorite for me is 99. 99 is probably my favorite in terms of that was the best game. But three quarters of that game sucked. I'm going to go 16. That's they just blew them out. In their place. Pretty much controlled the whole game. I'm going to go 16 as my favorite egg bowl. Uh Who's your most disliked player from the other side? Uh, Stick with football on this one because it's, it's too easy if I go to other sports. This does tie back to that 97 game, but the name Stuart Patridge still will – I can go back to being 12 years old and yeah. it still kind of sends a shiver up my spine to hear his name. Yeah. And, and it's not because – you know I, he may be an outstanding dude. I don't know him, but because of that one – you know. The play at the end that, that wins them the yeah. game, and it just yeah. – I, I will never hold that name in high regard. Yeah. C.J. Johnson is my answer. I just, I just don't like That C. would probably be a lot of state fans. Yeah. Answer. How many days has it been since Ole Miss has beaten Mississippi State? Somebody put that in there earlier. It's been like uh, going on a 1,000, something like that. Because it's, what, November 20-something of 2017. So it's been two full calendar years and basically another six months. So going on, going on a thousand thousand days, pretty good. Uh, Brian McDuff, is there any Ole Miss player you wouldn't cheer for in your favorite pro team, no matter what? So for baseball, it's probably that's probably not, that's probably not one, is there? I mean, if they got, no, if there was a Brave that was an Ole Miss Rebel, I wouldn't care in the least that he used to be yeah, an Ole Miss Rebel. If, that's if Thomas Dillard ended up at Ole, as a, hitting hope, home runs yeah, for the Braves, I'd you hope care. he eclipses Hank Aaron's record or something. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fine. So is there a Dolphin? Chad Kelly ended up at – Tula gets hurt and they signed Chad Kelly. Well, I mean, I can do it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't last long. Mm-hmm. But had Robert Kendiche stuck with Miami yeah. and, and just been a freaking beast, Yeah. oh, I'm a huge Kendiche fan. Okay. I mean, Laramie Tunsil was a Dolphin. And yeah. You best believe I was rooting for Laramie Tunsil yeah. To, yeah. to be one of the greatest offensive linemen in the league, which he is, by the way, and then we dealt him away. Yeah. So – uh, I would never cheer for Marshall Henderson under any circumstances. If he had been a Laker, I'd just been like, oh, "I thought you thought you were a big fan." I'll fight you. 
Oh, I will. No, I would not. I can, I'm trying to picture Marshall Henderson on a team with Kobe. That would have ended really poorly. He might have murdered him. Kobe might have murdered Marshall Henderson if that had ever happened. Luckily, he wasn't good enough to go to the NBA, so it wasn't a problem. I may have asked you this before. Do you still own the rant? Like, is it on no, your computer? No, it's gone forever. It's Somebody gone. asked about that later. Uh, it's gone forever. No. Uh, what was your worst reaction to an Egg Bowl loss? Mm, worst reaction? Yeah. I can't remember doing anything incredibly stupid. Okay, I can. Uh, after 97, I left my cowbell after I pummeled it into the stands. I Hulk Hogan to my shirt. I was not happy. So you walked shirtless out of the no, stadium? No, I had, I had, I I'm team undershirt. I always okay. got an undershirt on, but I had on like my polo was ripped in half. Uh, I, I had some choice words for some people I was with. Brian ripped his shirt off, and this is exactly. what he's... <laughs> exactly. I, we can't repeat what I said. It was quite clear what I was saying. So, um, do you ever think? Do you think that either team could ever dominate for a ten-year run? Say three more wins and more SEC wins every year, eight and two over the stretch. It seems unlikely. It seems highly unlikely. I think that somebody could maybe dominate the Egg Bowl for a ten-year stretch, maybe go like seven and three or eight and two, but to to be three wins better than the other team every year seems. I mean, if Ole Miss is at five, you're at eight every year for ten years. That's hard. If Ole Miss ever I mean, has a seven-win I mean, year, I dare say if, if somebody goes eight and two or so over a ten-year stretch in the Egg Bowl, then the other team probably is. They're down, very down. They're down, but I mean, it could be both teams are down. Look at the eighties. Almost was seven and three in the eighties. So uh, that said, I mean, State is a win this year would be three straight and four out of five. So. You know, and you're a Nick Fitzgerald injury away from probably making it. You know, it'd be four in a row this year for the first time in since the 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 teens, I believe. Uh, let's see here. Ms. Toffee wants to Doctor Toffee, big Everton fan. They they are the Toffees. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's really what they are. Uh, a few questions. What are your honest opinions about the toxicity, for lack of a better word, of the rivalry? Have there been times when you think it's gone a bit too far? What if any other rivalries do you feel are as heated? as the egg and the iron bowl. Um, I kind of feel like per capita the egg eclipses the iron. It does, because the iron bowl, there are years, Alabama can lose an iron bowl and win a national title. And so, I mean, you can sort of hold that over Auburn a little bit. There are so, most years, this is all you have. This is the only trophy coming home. You know, maybe a bowl game trophy, but for the most part, this is it. Um, and I also think that Auburn and, Auburn and Alabama have both had so much success that, it, that they don't... That, look, that, that rivalry is super important over there, but these two teams they don't have the same success, you know. And states went been to ten straight bowls, and Ole Miss hasn't. But Ole Miss still acts like it's 1960 a lot of times that they're just going to wake up and we're going to look at the polls and they're going to be number three in the nation. They're not. It's a little bit like the two puppies fighting for the final teat. That's what our good friend and host Steve Robertson made that analogy. Did he? When he, when he was interviewed <laughs> by uh, my Mark Schleyball. Like, like the runt, the runt dogs trying to get the, the last teat. So. Maybe I'm – I didn't mean to steal that from you, Steve. I assume I probably read that article yeah. and it's just stuck in my brain and I didn't realize you had said that. But. So has it gone too far at times? Of course. Of course. When there are fights and, and, you know, some of the stuff that's happened online and, you know, yeah, it has gone too far. But does that mean that we need to stop playing it? Or somebody needs to leave the trophy? No. It just means people need to be better. Like, is that possible? I don't know. Probably not. But uh, it's just dumb. So, is We may be asked this question. I don't know because I didn't look at the questions today. But uh-huh. 
Do we have a question about maybe moving it from the end? Of yeah, this? We, do. Okay, we do. Okay, we do. Okay. Rob Hadaway, aside from parental indoctrination, what is your earliest memory that made you not want, not like or not want to be Ole Miss people? For example, I remember a kid in elementary school with an Ole Miss shirt that said, we're not snobs, we're just better than you. I remember those shirts. <laughs> I, remember, I remember them a lot. Um, Whenever he, you, you reading that, I, I can see the shirt. I can see it. Yeah, <laughs> my, my, yeah. I just... <sighs> I'm trying to think back to like the first time I really realized I just don't, I don't like Ole Miss. Um, I mean, I can remember being in elementary school, and I mean, Ackerman is pretty split. Like, there's yeah. a lot of Ole Miss fans, a lot of state fans, uh, more Ole Miss um, fans at St. Al. Um, it's probably I don't know. I'd probably say fifty fifty in Ackerman, but uh, I can remember being around a lot of my Ole Miss friends after an Egg Bowl loss. It may have been ninety seven actually. Yeah, and just. See, I grew up in just, the eighties, so hearing, I, mean, I didn't have yeah, a lot. You, you had nothing. Yeah, but I can just remember the trash talking. Something it just makes you be like, "Man, I hate Ole Miss." Yeah. You know? <laughs> when when you're around it, I guess growing up in Starkville, you're probably not around a ton of Ole Miss fans. There may be some, but by and large, yeah, majority state. This by is the far. issue I have with Bob every year. But that and, Bob never was around yeah, Ole Miss fans. I mean, it, and like I said, Akron was at least fifty fifty. Yeah. So I always think. Imagine this. Imagine if you had a, a twin brother, all right, who was the complete opposite of you in every way. How much would you hate that guy? You're like, we were raised by the same people. How are you not like me? Why aren't you the way I am? And you could never understand it, right? That's what Ole Miss people are. We're, we're all Mississippians, but they are the complete opposite of us. Why? How can they look at Ole Miss and say, yeah, that's what I want to be? That's, 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 that's the thing. That's, a, that's the question people ask, and there's no answer to it. And they ask the same question about us. I've got a small hot take here. Give it to me. I do think that on one end of the spectrum, there are some Ole Miss people that fit every bit of the description that you just kind of had in your head as you talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I do think there are some state people on the other end. Yeah. And then I do think that there is a humongous group of state and Ole Miss people that are a lot alike. No, they are alike, <laughs> but... Or maybe, maybe I should put it like this. Maybe like... One hates him. One, one, the you hate your dad, and you love your mom. The twin brother hates the the mom, but loves the dad. How can you hate our mom? How can you hate our dad? That's yeah. maybe that's where I'm trying to go with that. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Nelson, have you had any weird dealings or run-ins with the Ole Miss media? I have not. I actually, I mean, I'm just going through in my head. I would count. I would say that every one of the members of the Ole Miss beat, mm-hmm. I would I would count as either friends or good acquaintances. Yeah, Some of them I don't part. know as well. I'll be honest, I've never spoken a word to Neil McCready. Neither have I. And I he's, he's never. Back, spo- I have been introduced to Neil McCready. Uh, he is he has never spoken a word to me. They did make fun of me on their podcast back when me and Robbie had a podcast yeah, together, but but I don't know him, and he doesn't know me. And I anyway, I, I actually. I got a hot take that Brian may not agree with and may not care to weigh in here. I think Neil McCready is a great radio voice, and, mm-hmm. and he has some. he's opinionated, and I don't always agree with all his opinions, but I think he's a heck of a he's host. He's doing something right. His podcast does well. Um, but I, as far as knowing him, I don't. I don't know um, him at all, yeah. We'd probably get along because we could talk baseball. So anyway, there's there's that. Uh, I don't know Chuck Roundsville. I have met Chuck, and he's a really, really I, nice I've, guy. I've met him, and he, he just said hello, seemed really nice, but yeah. I don't know him. But you name anybody else. I've never met Yancey. 
Never met him. Never, never met Yancey. I don't think I've ever even seen him. Yeah. Well, he doesn't come to media days, and he doesn't come to the press box. So. But everybody else, yeah. uh, Ben Garrett, mm -hmm. David Johnson, mm -hmm. um, Parrish, Parrish. Nick. Nick. Yeah. Uh, Chase. I liked Antonio before him. Yeah. I mean, you name... I mean, there is nobody over there, yeah. from my perspective, that I'm like, oh, that guy. Yeah. You know, I either don't know them or I consider them either friends or acquaintances. Yeah. And now Nathaniel Gabler and I are guests are... Are you sort of co-workers? Yeah. 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 I mean, I had that with Ben Garrett when he was doing Rebel Sports Radio and he was with V-Sporto. Uh, who was the first Rebel you remember hating? First Rebel I remember hating. There was probably somebody before him, but Patridge, again, is, is one of is the dudes the that just comes to mind. Kent Austin, when he was Ole Miss's quarterback. He was the first, he's the first Ole Miss quarterback I can remember. And, he, of course, he beat State, yeah. so well, I didn't like it. Didn't, I don't have enough memory of 4K to, to, to get there. Uh, rank these Ole Miss coaches by hatred. Brewer, Tuberville, Freeze, Kiffin. What, Cutcliffe and Orgeron can't make the cut here? <laughs> Cutcliffe is like the most likable guy. Yeah, you can't I, not like him. Uh, see, I don't really even remember Brewer. Oh, I despise Billy Brewer when he, when in his time. I, I, for me, the rankings would go Freeze, Tuberville. It's funny, though, because I, I say that, but he's third. Freeze, Tuberville, Brewer, and I, Kiffin, I, I mean, what's he done? Yeah. You know? When did Brewer, when was he done? His last year was 92. He got yeah, fired I mean, in the offseason. So he got fired in the summer of 93 because the NCAA hit them. Yeah, I would have been six or seven years old. I mean, yeah, that was, they had the year with Joe Lee. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ninety three was his last year. He was, it's it's amazing with the Braves. Like I can tell you stuff, lineups and stuff from the time I was like five, six, seven. Yeah, I can tell. But state Brewer. state, it's like later on in yeah. life when I didn't really like remember Brewer. stuff. Tuberville, I despised, and I, I didn't like him at Auburn either. Free, then, freeze but, is probably but my, freeze is so far ahead yeah. of them, so far ahead. He is by far number one. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Montgomery, the only football game I've ever been to in Oxford was the 2012 Egg Bowl. It was a terrible experience, not just because of the game, but because of how we were treated. Is it reasonable for me to say I'm never going back? I say yes, but I've said this many times. You, If you're a state fan, you have to go to Oxford for an Egg Bowl once in your life. It's 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 just required. you got to go one time up there. I'm trying to remember when was the last time I didn't go to an Egg Bowl in Oxford. Maybe in 2010. for me, 92. You, you've been every year since... I have not missed an Egg Bowl since 93. 93 was the last... No matter where it was? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm sorry, 92 is the last Egg Bowl I missed. No, I tell you what, I, I wasn't there in 14. 14, that was that was the year before I was on the beat. No, yeah. I was like in the in-between yeah. stage, so I, I did not go to Oxford in 14. Yeah, I've been... I haven't missed... I, I'm. At, this will be my 28th Egg Bowl in a row. I got a good streak going. Uh, Ryan Sims, over the next four years, what's your prediction for the Egg Bowl? Are Leach and Kiffin even at two or two, or does one coach get the upper hand? I feel like... If you made me guess today, I would say Leach goes three and one. Three and one sounds all right to me. Yeah, I just, because I, I just feel like he's winning this year. State's just ahead right now. Ole Miss has to catch up, and it's in Oxford, so yeah. that means next. That means two of the next three are in Starkville. Yeah, if he wins this year, he's going three. He's going. So three I, I feel like that yeah, I if he does that. what I think this year, I mean three and three and one's very yeah. reasonable. What current Ole Miss and Mississippi State players? This I'm sorry. This is from Traquan Key. Uh, have the potential to be the next villains in the rivalry. Well, we almost had one with Jerry and Jones. Yeah. Um, from Ole Miss, Plumley. Plumley has that opportunity. Plumley, it feels like they're Fitzgerald, and I know they don't like Fitzgerald, the quarterback who can beat you with his feet. That that's just annoying. Well, the problem is, I don't know if he's going to be their quarterback. That's true too. But I, I just I feel like that about him. Um, for State, 
The next villain. State, the answer would have been Garrett Schrader. I don't know if that's still going to be the case, but they would not have liked getting beat by him. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think if there's like, who's a young guy that may be around? Maybe somebody like Jaquavius Marks. Yeah. I mean, if he's... If he's but he's from out of state. That he makes is. A little, but not that Schrader's not, but... Different for quarterback. Yeah, I just... I don't know. That's the thing about the Egg Bowl. They always reveal themselves at some point. Is there anybody that spurned Ole Miss on the recruiting trail that's now at State? Um, I mean, probably on both sides of that, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, rank from least hate, hated to most hated in the rivalry: Steve Robertson, Hugh Freeze, Dan Mullen, Leo Lewis, C.J. Johnson. That's a good five. Hmm. There's a lot of hate in there. I think Freeze is the most hated because he's hated by both. A lot of Ole Miss fans don't like him now. That's fair. Now, there's a lot of Ole Miss fans who would take him back, but I think that a lot of them don't like him. That said, I think their hatred of Steve Robertson goes way above and beyond any of their hate for you freeze. Yes, but when you combine the but two. when you combine the two, I guess you're Because right. there's very little. I don't, can't imagine there's hardly any hate for Steve on the, on the MSU side. side. Yeah. But Steve, I think, is number two. <laughs> That's probably fair. Of course, you know, with Mullen, a lot of state fans hate him, but they don't hate him for, for the same egg, reason. Egg bowl-related reasons. Yeah. It's just because... So, I'm going to go Freeze, Steve, Leo, Mullen, CJ. People have forgotten CJ Johnson at this point. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I think that's the right right. All right. Uh, Have you ever been threatened by a rival fan in person? In high school, my buddy and I snuck cowbells in the 2010 Egg Bowl. On the last play of the game, we rung them them high as fans were leaving, and an old man threatened to shove them where the sun don't shine no more. As this, our next uh, tweet tweet says from Bulldog Graphics, that, that tweet was from Dalton Lee. It says, where it says no more, it means at some point the sun did shine there. So, I don't know what that old man was drinking that night. Um, of course. I mean, who hasn't had threatened been threatened to get in a fight at the Egg Bowl? It's just, I mean, it's, just, it's, not, it's not possible hardly to get through this, to go to 28 straight Egg Bowls and not have one person say, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Especially when you tend to be loud. That said, I have the luxury of being a pretty big guy, and the people I hang out with are pretty big guys. So it's not like you know. And I, I would never go by myself. I'm always gonna go with a couple other people. So you know, it's it's one of those things. Like, are you gonna? Are we all gonna go here? It's like Randy Marsh take my shirt off. Be like, what do you want to do? You know, I really don't have any kind of about got in a fight at the Egg Bowl experience. I, I, the closest I ever came, I think, to getting into a verbal altercation at any game mm-hmm. would have actually been leaving the 2014 Alabama game. Yeah. And there were a couple of Bammers that uh, were running their mouth to me and my wife. I like how you called them Bammers there. A, as we were leaving. And it, I was already very disheartened yeah. because I went into that game thinking, man, State's about to win the West. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down. That's uh, your own fault. And uh, I know. Uh, but... Anyway, I was already, you know, walking away from Bryant Denny, disappointed, and then, so anyway, me and my wife's walking back to the truck, and I can't even remember now what he said, but it set with me the wrong way, yeah. and uh, I got as uh, direct as I ever would get. I, guess. I wish I could have seen that. And, that would, uh, we continue, that would make we me continued laugh. on our path. I want to hear what you said after the show, if you if you remember. I, I don't, don't remember. Say it, don't say it all, uh, specifically. I mean, I didn't cuss him or nothing. I just roll tide. <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember mean, the emotion more than I remember the words. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, that's just how it goes. Uh, William Taylor Ball, who do you see leaving their respective school first, Leach or Kiffin? Kiffin. Yeah, because everywhere Leach goes, he's there for eight or nine. Leach years. would still be at Texas Tech had they not run him off. Yeah, 
And then Washington State, I mean, he just felt like this was a good opportunity for him. But he had been there since 2012. He was I mean, probably like Starkville. That's a closer flight to Key West. Yeah. But being the plane for 15 hours is just, you know, a three-hour flight. Yeah. Probably not even that far. I hadn't really thought about that, but I wonder if that played into the decision. It might not have. <laughs> that's not a terrible idea. All right. Graham Yateman wants a one-minute synopsis of the Marshall Henderson rant. I can use all seven of my words. Are you ready? Here we go. I don't like him. Let's move on to the next question. If if we went back to the actual Marshall Henderson rant, yeah. um, we would either have to use the old uh, old school earmuffs for mm-hmm. any children. I didn't listening. curse. Oh, did you not? Because I was, I, was I was on air. I, did, I didn't curse. Didn't, didn't you wish bad things? Oh, I wished some bad things. I I, no, so. I didn't, no, no, no. I didn't wish bad things. I predicted bad things. He's beaten my predictions so far. But yeah, I don't like him. Period. Gather, right. Gathered that. Two-part question from Christopher Gordon. How overrated is the Grove, in your opinion, and are they going to let us tailgate this year? I'm starting to think that tailgating is going to happen. I'm starting to think everything is going to be pretty close to normal, to be totally honest with you. Um, that's just my opinion, but that's what I think. What do you think? Well, I told you the other day, I I wonder if like it's not – like to me, tailgating is more dangerous than sitting in the stands. I agree. Because you're sharing the dip and the chips, and yeah. you're, you know, everybody's hugging everybody. And yeah. So anyway, I, I don't, I don't know, but I, I lean, I'm like you. I'm kind of leaning towards. Kind of seems like things are going to be close really to all close systems to go. And it, I, in fact, I mentioned my Sports Illustrated somewhat coworker Nathaniel Gabler while ago. He had a story last night, I believe, that Ole Miss had sent out an email to yeah. some season ticket holders saying they plan to be they full, plan to be full full go. Full go so. Uh, let's see here. The Big Dog House. Which current or past Ole Miss player would you love to knock out? Well, who's who's their kicker this year? I'd say, who am I knocking out? I'm not, I don't know. Um, honestly, I'll tell you who I, I I probably could. I don't know if I could take him or not. But remember Jason Harrison? God, I hated him. And he's only like five foot three, so maybe I could take him. But I couldn't stand that little guy. Oh my God. So. Uh, you got you got one. I'm trying to think if there's anybody that I ever just. I want to Joel to just punch Robert Kimdiche right in the right mouth. In the, right in the mouth. I, I think it goes back to the uh, that 12 Egg Bowl where I sat there and watched them just uh, run it up a little bit. But Dante Moncrief being on the screen and they're playing that you know feed Moncrief song yeah. and he's sitting there like yeah. Scoot. What a big Moncrief fan. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Dante Moncrief's the guy. All right. Uh, Traquan Key again. What's the wildest battle in the recruiting trail the last decade between State and Ole Miss? Got to be Chris Jones, right? That was quite the adventure. Paul Jones will tell you that's the craziest one he's ever been a part of, and that's a guy who's covered recruiting for what two decades now. So yeah, that's that's got to be up there. What all is up there? It'd be that one. CJ, CJ Robert Elliott. Robert Elliott would be a good choice. Um, Kalo um, Moore. There wasn't a whole lot of drama. He just flipped, and that was that. Jeff Simmons was one that Ole Miss thought they had in the bag, I yes, think. Yes, they did. <laughs> I, I don't really remember a lot of, like, off-field drama, but they thought they had they, him and they didn't. They thought they had him. I'll, I've said this before, and I'm, I've been Garrett gets embarrassed. He's just going to have to be. I went looking on Vsporto in the archives one time for something on Rebel Sports Radio. I don't remember what I was looking for. It was something specific, though. And I found a audio file that had never been published Rebel signing day 2016, Rebels land five-star defensive tackle Jeff Simmons. He already had it recorded, ready to go. And I texted him. I was like, look what I found. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jones is the answer. It's not even close. Yeah. 
Uh, Rob Montgomery, most surprising fan interaction you've experienced? Mine was in Oxford for an Egg Bowl loss when I was in college, and an eight, nine-year-old girl with her dad right by her was cussing us out and followed behind <laughs> us to do the same to members of the band the whole game. Okay. <laughs> I don't have one that good, I don't think. Um, I'll tell you one, one that's sort of funny for me. This was, this was a 12 Egg Bowl. Um, I have two stories that they're, they're, they're connected. So we, we leave. We're, we're, you know, Ole Miss is winning. We've had enough, right? So I think I may have told you the story, but if I haven't, it's, it's funny. Have I told you? <laughs> I don't, I, okay. I keep going. So you may have. We, we, our hotel had told us they had a shuttle. Like, just call us and we'll come pick you up. They're not picking up the phone. They're not picking it up. So we're, what are we oh, going to yeah, do? Yeah, you told. But what are we going to do? So we find this, we find, let's find this van. It's this rebel taxi or whatever. We're like, hey, can we get a ride to the hotel? Yeah, sure, get in. We're in like, all right, well, are we going to go? And the guy says, well, I told this guy we were going to wait for him. He's, uh, he's uh, handicapped. That's what he said. He's handicapped. I don't know what the politically correct term is. I'm sorry if I offend you. I'm like, okay, sure. We'll wait a minute. So we're sitting there waiting, and we can hear the Ole Miss people cheering. I was like, what is Can we just go? And we, I see a guy in a wheelchair rolling up. And I was like, hey, is that our guy? He's like, no, no, he, that's not him. This guy said he had Crohn's disease. And my buddy, one of my buddies goes, that, that's, that's not handicapped. He's like, well, I told him I'd stay. We sit there a couple of minutes, and finally... One of the guys goes, I'll give you 50 bucks to leave right now. Let's go. <laughs> and off we went. <laughs> now, the, the the surprising interaction is this. We stayed at that Hampton Inn on West Jackson, right? Yeah. Right in front of that is an Applebee's. Earlier that day, walking through the Grove, all these Ole Miss fans were like, oh, state fans, why don't you just go to the Applebee's? That Applebee's was packed with Ole Miss people. It was packed. So I'm just saying, have a little self awareness. You go to you go to Applebee's too. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'll give you fifty bucks to leave right now. Okay, let's go. Some guy, with poor, some poor guy, some poor guy with Crohn's disease, still walking around. He's still walking around. He's like, sitting anyway. there waiting on me. This six years later, eight years later. All right. Ah, uh, he's probably gonna listen, Billy. That's where he went. That's where. You know what? Blame me, buddy. Oh, did you pay the fifty? It was you that said no, it? no, okay. friend of mine. I would have if I'd had fifty bucks cash. It would have been worth it to go. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Black. Here's a story. He's just got a story for us here. <laughs> I was seven years old for the 2007 Egg Bowl. First off, go to hell. Seven years old in 2007, <laughs> talking to me like you know something. I went to the game with my dad, my granddad, and some family members. After Wesley Carroll threw the interception late in the fourth quarter down 14-7, we decided to leave. Not a great decision. Uh, editor's note, I was already at home. <laughs> I had and I bailed it. I bailed at the start of the fourth quarter. It's 14 to nothing. Uh, we listened to Jack on the radio the West rest of the way back to Memphis, and by the time we got to Tupelo, State had won the game. We stopped to eat at the Cracker Barrel in Tupelo. When we were headed to our table, my dad spotted an Ole Miss fan sitting alone. My dad wasn't wearing any state stuff, just a generic white shirt as he had taken, and had taken off his state hat. He walked over to the Ole Miss fan and asked him, did Ole Miss win? When the Ole Miss fan said, no, state did, dad just smiled and walked off. That's good. <laughs> Your dad's a legend. That's, that's good stuff. That's what that Shout means. out to Mr. Black. <laughs> All right. And I suspect, Daniel, uh, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Probably not, no. Uh, Will Nations, would moving the Egg Bowl to the middle of the season uh, make it less toxic, as our friends up north say? 
I mean, don't Alabama and Tennessee still have a pretty toxic rivalry? I seem to remember Tennessee's player giving the double bird salute a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I mean, they play in the they play third Saturday in October, supposedly. I cannot see this rivalry. They ever will never moving move. It. No, the conference to the middle of the, the season. conference is always going to keep its in-state rivalry games on the last weekend of the season. Auburn, Alabama, State, Ole Miss, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Louisville, Vanderbilt, Tennessee. They are all South Carolina, Clemson will always, always, always be at the end of the season. And I mean, if you, let's say they did, and you 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 move the sucker to October, is everybody on Twitter and everybody in the state of Mississippi you know, going to be like? Oh, okay. Well, and start you know, passing around flowers. No, no, no. it's not going to be. So. It's just going to be a hot egg bowl as yeah. opposed to a possibly cold one on Thanksgiving. All right, Taylor Rayburn, a good friend. What are some simple tricks to learn to hold my tongue as I go back to Oxford and I'm surrounded by all that propaganda for three years? I wasn't so good at it the first go round. I just think you've got to be subtle with your trolling, right? You got to know when to, to drop the right line. Yet you can't be every day doing that. You just got to wait for the right moment, you know. For example, I'll give you an example. The other day, you know, on the show, I, I troll Richard when I can, but I was, it's not every day. He made some sort of comment about Joe Moorhead, and I, or something. I said something about Joe Moorhead, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know how that ended up, though. You know how that well, he ended up losing." And I just said, "Well, he didn't lose the egg bowl," <laughs> and that's all I said. It's just got to be something quick, subtle. <laughs> don't draw it out. No more than ten words. That's the key. To, uh, to proper trolling, in my opinion. Bo Reinwald, here's the question. If the piss in the mist never happens, urination simulation, it is a plague on this country. In your opinion, are either Matt Luke or Joe Mo still the head coach? I think Joe Moorhead is. That I was just about to say, if they lose the game, the state doesn't go to a bowl, they're not practicing, the fight never happens. Yeah, the only question is, would he... Could you he know, have survived, could he have survived the, the loss? I think he could have. I, I said that on the show. I said I think either way he's back. I think he would have been back. And I think Luke, who would have been 5-7, and seven, I think the piss and the miss hurt them from a, per, a, a perception standpoint so much that they didn't have any choice. So if they just lose... Even if they just lose the game. If that 4th and 25 pass or whatever it was. It wasn't 4th and 25. It was 4th and 25. Was it 4th and 25? 4th and 24. Something, something like that. that. Whatever it was. If that if falls that, that, incomplete. Yeah. I, Luke might have survived. But I think the way they lost that game, people were like, we were a laughing stock. We can't have this. So, Elijah Moore is the reason Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach are here today. That might make him a, a hero on both sides, to be totally honest with you. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything you just right. said. Alexandra Watson, uh, I went to the 1999 Egg Bowl and I won a $20 bet, but I lost my voice for several days, which made waiting tables kind of hard. What is the biggest win or loss you've ever had on an Egg Bowl? You ever gamble on an Egg Bowl? Uh, not not actual funds, yeah. but one of my old Miss buddies, uh, one time we just had a good old, good-natured, if state wins, you're wearing a state hat at school all uh-huh. the next uh, day kind, won? Of, kind of thing, and, and I won that that particular bet, and he wore state hat. I was so. not as lucky. I would never bet money on the Egg Bowl, first and foremost. Not a smart idea. Uh, but I have there are pictures out there of me, and I think I've tweeted them before, uh, in full Ole Miss regalia. Because I, it was the 2002 Egg Bowl. So, thanks. Thanks to uh, Jackie Wayne for that one. Uh, Brandon Walker has a question that I can't read on the air. It's a good question. <laughs> I didn't see it. Can you say it with beeps? Beep Ole Miss. Oh, that was the question? That was the question. Uh, let's see here. And that's like that's my next uh, like twenty mentions too. So we're going to be a second here scrolling <laughs> through that. As Imagine everybody, that. 
Everybody, all right. Mr. Ben, Celebrity. I know. Ben Barry Hill. Is the rivalry only viewed as toxic when Mississippi State wins the Egg Bowl in consecutive years? This is – I did a whole rant on this that, yes, it's only the, – the rivalry is only considered toxic when the Golden Egg Trophy is in Starkville. For, from what did we hear about from 2017 all the way up to the Egg Bowl in 2018? Oh, Moorhead and Luke, they're toning it right down. It's not that big a deal, blah, blah, blah. And then State goes out there and puts up a four-touchdown lead, and next thing you know, there's a fight. And then there's problems after the game. When Ole Miss, when State goes to do exactly what Ole Miss had done the year before, put the flag at midfield, there's a problem. So, yeah, it, it, that's how it is. There's no question. That, that, that led to the greatest moment of the Joe Moorhead era, too. It did. There's no, there's no, that is the pinnacle. The pinnacle moment was that press yeah. conference after the Egg Bowl. Yep. How would you handle it? Win Ole Miss with class and don't, what was his quote? Win with class and don't take, take no yeah. off of anybody. Yeah. How would you handle an Ole Miss relative, an in law? who tries to push his fandom onto your five-year-old son. We ask them politely but firmly to leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know how I would handle that. Not very well, probably. Not in my house. I mean, my wife's family has a, several Ole Miss fans and things, but, like, I, we don't have, like, a, a... Well, my brother went to Ole Miss, like I've said before, for... A short period of time. He actually graduated from state, though. I think he would qualify as a bulldog. He yeah. wears more maroon than than anything. I'm just trying to think if there's anybody really, really close that would qualify as an old Miss fan that would try to get Cal T and Cade and See, soon to be Miss Chloe. My cousin Stephen Agostinelli married into an old Miss family. Yeah. So my guess is he has these issues. I, I believe his son is full bulldog, though. I know that like Jake Mangum is his favorite bulldog, and he loved uh, Nick Weatherspoon. I don't know who his favorite football bulldog is. I think he liked KT. He was sad to see KT go. I remember that. So if you're listening, Sam, shout out to you. Uh, Trey Taylor, I heard a story once of a teacher at a nearby town that found an Eli Manning jersey and put it on a flagpole while he set it on fire for all to see. Hashtag G-Thom. I don't really have a question. I just hate that school. So be it, Trey. We said we'd read them. Uh, let's see here. Justin Strawn, late in the day. 1.54 p.m. My God, it's almost Gosh, bedtime for him. Jesus must be coming back if he's sending 1.54 <laughs> p.m. All right, who hired, who hired the better coach and in turn set themselves up to take advantage of the Egg Bowl for the next couple years? I think Leach is a better coach than Kiffin. And I, honestly, if you'd asked me this question last year before they were hired and said, who's better football coach, Mike Leach or Lane Kiffin, I would have said Mike Leach. I see this a little bit like I see the scouts talking about Justin Foscue and Jordan Westberg and the MLB draft that starts later today. Mm-hmm. In that I think that Mike Leach is kind of the Justin Foscue in this equation mm-hmm. in that he is the safer bet. Yeah. He is the one that has the, the higher floor. Like, I don't think State under Mike Leach will ever just tank. Yeah. I don't think that will happen. Lane Kiffin, I think, is the Jordan Westberg in this equation in that I do think he might have the higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. He but he wants, could also easily he, strike out four times. Yes, yes. He might, because he wants to recruit nationally, and he's apparently being really picky or something with his recruiting. If he was to hit and get a bunch of national start and Ole Miss is recruiting at that level that they think they need to work at, maybe yeah. the network gets cranking again, who knows. <laughs> and And he hits – I think his his ceiling is probably a little bit higher than than Mike Leach's, but like you said, he could strike out completely. So I I, I kind of I think Leach is the safer pick of the two. Who had the most heroic moment ever for both teams in the Egg Bowl? 
the most heroic moment ever. Yeah. Uh, For state, the first thing that pops in my mind is Scott Westerfield. Yeah. Uh, but, but maybe, you know, maybe it should be Eugene of, Clinton, though. There were know. a lot of heroes in it. Whether it was, I mean, of course, C.J. Sermon was just wide yeah. open. I mean, because that's one of the first but things that comes to mind. Kicking a field goal to game. win the game, that, that might be it. Um, well, I mean, he's not the only one that kicked a field goal to win an Egg Bowl. 2017. Or 2007, I mean, not 2017. Yeah, yeah. Carlson. That might be the biggest screw-up. That was another one of his questions. We'll come back to that. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go with Westerfield. I, I mean, like Westerfield is, is the bigger moment. Yeah, the 99 one is. This. So, the biggest heroic moment for Ole Miss... If I had to guess, I mean it's just a guess. I got two two that come to mind. Uh, Showboat Boy- Boykin, who scored seven touchdowns in one game in the Egg Bowl, that's a good choice in my opinion. Don't know how. The, don't even know the score of the game. Don't need to know. Guy scored seven touchdowns. That's pretty heroic. But uh, I always think of the two thousand Egg Bowl when uh, Deuce scored on the first play of the second half, and that was, and then also. Th- through the touchdown pass to Romero Miller, probably yeah. that might be it for them. I don't know though. That's a good question for for a Richard Cross. Uh, biggest screw up ever for both teams in the Egg Bowl. You just sort of mentioned it. Orgeron going for it on fourth and one, and of course the well, urination was, simula- simulation. Yeah. What's does State have a like a total like a what what do you? The first thing that pops in my head is Will Redman in 2014 trying to strip the ball instead of tackling Jalen yeah. Walton. But I, I don't know that a lot of people would pick that, you know, just because it's not like a humongous. If you were there, you'd pick that. Yeah, I mean, I remember it, but um, I'm trying to think, is is there one where like somebody just threw a terrible interception or something? I, nothing's coming to mind. Nothing's coming to mind. I don't know. All right, uh, moving forward here. That's our next set of next next questions here. If I can get the this laptop, man, I'm telling you. It's going to die, just because that's it, what you do to laptops. I know, I know, right? Gil Mainclang, why is Starkville so negatively compared to Oxford? I think Ole Miss has done a fantastic job of promoting their city, and State has not done as good a job. Yeah, and I, I do think, too, that there was a point in time where Oxford was a little bit ahead of Starkville, but I don't think that it is anymore. No, they're, they're very similar times. They're, 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 Oxford has a few more quality places to eat, but as far as like bars go... I mean, they do have the library, and Starkville doesn't have like that big bar, yeah, like they used to have with the Hunt Club. But that said, the Cotton District, you've got you know six bars, seven bars right there within walking distance of each other. There's as many people in the Cotton District after a game as there is at the library. Yeah, do you think State struggles a little bit too? Because I feel like most, uh, just about anybody from out of town that comes to Mississippi State, you basically just exit off the. You know, eighty-two, and you're right there at campus. You don't yeah. see the Cotton District. You don't yeah. see anything it's possible. else. Yeah, it's, it's it's possible. You just see campus. That if, if you're staying at the Comfort Suites, you might never see anything. So, so it's thought, but it's a thought. But I do think that they are very yeah similar. Uh, Steve Mormon wants to know: Do you miss yelling "Go to Hell, Ole Miss" after an opening prayer? I still think it. <laughs> it's thinking in my head. Keep it quiet. <laughs> do you, Do you miss it? I. You, did you ever say it? I mean, in jest, yes. In jest. Oh, come on. Uh, I, you know, during baseball, kind of my thing is always the, they, the anthem been has been wished, played. Yeah, yeah. They have been wished. Internal damnation. Or, or whatever I feel like saying. Yeah, I got you. Who would you pull for if Ole Miss were playing North Korea? <laughs> what's, what's, what sport? What sport is it? I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I might cheer for Ole Miss. They just there depends. might be an Ackerman guy on the team at the time. Yeah, so yeah, I, you know. What if there's an Ackerman guy on the North Korean team? 
That's... He's a defector. <laughs> and of course, then he's a defector. He's a traitor. So, yeah, I guess I don't know. Uh, Scott Carr. How okay do you think Ole Miss and their fan base media would have been if Eli and Plumlee had decided to transfer to MSU in a dead period caused by a pandemic? Am I biased? Because I think them, this... I think it would... Hold on. Because I think it would... <laughs> it's... it's, it's, it's I think he's left out a word. I think it would bother them doing this 99 times out of 100 and not the other way around. Yes. If Plumlee and – but this is true about so many things about this rivalry, right? When a state kid gets arrested, oh, he's just a good kid who made a mistake. When an Ole Miss kid, that kid's a thug. Kick him <laughs> – throw him under the jail. An Ole Miss kid gets, you know, flunks out of school. He's just an idiot, our kid. Oh, well, you know – it's just whatever side of the rivalry you're on, that's the problem. Well, you, I thought you hit the nail on the head today with the guy that was screaming, tampering, or whatever, yeah. talking about Tyrell Shavers. Yeah. And you're like, hey, send me, send, send me a pick. Time. Send me a pick of Tyrell Shavers wearing Mississippi State gear prior to him being in the portal. You know and then I, maybe, you know, how I <laughs> maybe, can prove maybe there I'll was tampering tamper. with Jerry and Jones. You know, how I can prove it. He's not at Ole Miss. It is as simple as that. He's not at Ole Miss. There, if everything was square, he'd be at Ole Miss right yeah, now. Yeah, and, and I, love it would too. And I think some of the the reporting from from Oxford was basically that Ole Miss didn't consider it worth the headache. Well, why was there a headache? Yeah, exactly. There's a headache because if there's a headache, there's something there's... was done that shouldn't have been. Period. Period. All right. Uh, Brad Haynes, boy, top three favorite and top three most hated moments. That's tough. Top three favorite, I guess, would be ninety nine. The kick going through. 16, when Cedric Giles picked off that pass and I realized we were going to put 55 up, was pretty sweet. That was pretty enjoyable. Um, and then, uh, honestly, I'll tell you what, 96, they shut them out on my 21st birthday in Oxford and sacked uh, Ole Miss quarterbacks, I think, nine times in that yeah. game. That was fun. Was 98 and, you know, clinching the West? Is that not? You know what's funny? <laughs> it's about amazing that, game? that nobody ever mentions because that. Because State just dominated the game. Yeah. They were just so I much better so. than Ole Miss that year. So, top three hate it, 97, uh, 08. No, I'll take it back. 08 now. Take it back. 08 fine. Uh, 97, 17, and 14. Uh, let's see. For me, my favorites, 99. Um, 2007 is actually one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um just because well, that was when I was working in the athletic department, and I was a probably a, a staunch defender and supporter of Sylvester Croom, and I really wanted it to work. And yeah. that was the moment where it was like, it is going to work. And yeah. Just, uh, uh, and let's see, what would be another one? You know, it was really cool for me just as a guy that's always been around the Egg Bowl and as a media guy and then as a Braves fan to be standing next to Austin Riley when all those events took place. Oh, yeah, 21-20. This past past year. year. Um, And seeing him go, you know, Mr. Atlanta Brave. Yeah, but he was happy. Going crazy. That was a lot of fun for me. So I'll just kind of include that just as a personal Least favorite? Uh, 2012. Man, that was awful to be at all maroon and sit there through that. Um, I, I hate that Dak went out the way he went out. Yeah, that's a tough in, one. In 15. Um, so that that will always kind of stick in the crawl a little bit just because, like that, what, what's the note? 97. 97. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, Hunter Manis, do you think Leach or Kiffin will have a welcome to the rivalry moment like Moorhead his first year? I think Leach has already had his. This this whole deal with Jerry and Jones is his. Uh, for Kiffin, I don't I don't know. Cause I don't, I, I, maybe this was Kiffin's. Maybe it was. You know, he realized, hey, I can't get away with that kind of stuff. Or do, do you think he, either one of them – 
I don't think Kiffin had much really of a care. Well, first of all, I want to say I don't think Kiffin had much of a hand in what went down. I think he was just like, he's coming here, fine. Um I think they care. Yeah, they care. If if State goes up there and wins forty nine to three, yeah, that's gonna stick in Kiffin's craw yeah. a little bit. So yeah. All right. Uh we already answered that one. Most surprised football player that ever shunned MSU for Ole Miss. Uh, probably C.J. Johnson. C.J. is is the first one that come to mind. Yeah, I mean um, the whole thing where they they basically assaulted him in the Egg Bowl, and then he ended up signing there was that that was Mullins' welcome to the Egg Bowl moment. Um, got a much too early prediction for the Egg Bowl this year. Yeah, I like State by. Hmm. I'll say by a touchdown, but I about said by 10. State 38-21. That's what I would say. Uh, let's see here. Ford Polk, what do you got for me here? Uh, how long are the two coaches at their respective schools? I think Kiffin will be gone. I don't think Kiffin will be there when they play USC. When is That's that? 2025. He'll either have not succeeded and been been moved on, or he will have got he will have succeeded and have found a better job. When do they play Liberty? Next year, because that's going to be a lot of fun. I hope State's off. I will, be- I will go. <laughs> I will go to that game. I'd like to go up there this year when when Mullen comes for Florida, yeah. but State's playing that day. Uh, I mean, as we said earlier, Mike Leach's been everywhere he's been. You know, as a head coach for he was. Texas Tech for what ten years and was it Washington State for eight? I mean, I think he's here for the long haul. I mean, where's he going to go? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not like Mike Leach is trying to get the Ohio State job or something. You know, it's not like there's some pie in the sky other goal for him. Yeah, the only I don't know what Leach. That's the thing. I don't know what Leach's dream job would be. Plus, he's in his his sixties now, right? I mean, he's and there's not a whole lot of of track track left on the train here. No. So I think I think Leach will be here for the better part of this decade, yeah. and then and then he'll probably just retire. He might retire a bulldog. He'll be the first coach to retire a bulldog and like actually retire, not Jackie Sherrill retire. Uh, since when? Ever? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I don't understand that question, so I'm just going to skip it. Um, Sam Crucy. Can you interview Bob's mom during Egg Bowl week this year so we can learn better how to better aid in the suffering Ole Miss fans? She said she wasn't going to do it anymore. I wish she would. Those were some of my favorite segments. When's the last time you talked to Bob's mom? I tweet at her every now and then. Yeah. So. But, like, actually had a conversation. It's been a while. Uh, let's When's see the last time you talked to Bob about his mom? <laughs> it's been a while. Did I tell you, when I, when I shaved my beard, I FaceTimed him because I know he hates it. <laughs> You told me this. He literally, his face popped up, his eyes got big, and he hung up. <laughs> he, he was not happy. Uh, let's see here. One day, when he's back in town, mm-hmm. we need to have a Thunder and Lightning and Bob. A, we could do it. A B&B and Thunder and Lightning, make or whatever happen. we would call it. I don't yeah. know. Matt Haynes, what player that went to Ole Miss would you most wanted in Starkville instead? That's an easy one for me. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Yeah. Best player you know, from from the, the, the home – I mean – He'd have been a he'd have been a hero. Well, he's a hero in Oxford, though. Yeah. I mean, they love him. But he would have been, and, he, and he's still loved in Starville because I mean, they want a state championship, and yeah. Starville high people love him. Uh, but that said, yeah, he would have been the hometown hero at that point. 
I mean, there there, there would be a sign in Startful, like home of A.J. Brown kind of stuff. Yeah. If it, and there may still be, because he's on a yeah, pathway yeah, to be he, a... He, he, that's not, but, it's not that he's hated in Startful. People, people no. misunderstand that. But And he and he would have changed those teams so much. that He would have given them a real threat at wide yeah. receiver. And I've always been an A.J. Brown fan, because... I, I tell a lot of my fandom now to if I covered you in yeah. high school, how good you were, you man. He was always good to me. So and the other thing I'll with always AJ be an AJ Brown fan. That him going to Ole Miss opened that. I mean, we just had to hear about it every time they play. Who's from Starkville? Who's from Stark? You had to hear about it every time. You know, if he had gone anywhere else, if he got Alabama, or people never would have cared. But the fact that he went from Starkville to Ole Miss, people. Yeah. Made a story. Yeah. Out of oh, it. like yeah, like Luke Altmyer over here, the quarterback for Starkville. Yeah, going to Florida State. He he, he goes to it. if he goes to Florida State, and of course he just got the Bama offer too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how interested he'd be in that, but if he ends up in Tuscaloosa or something, chunking touchdown passes, I think everybody in Starfield would be kind of in favor of that too. But yeah. yeah, because AJ went to Ole Miss, it's a thing. So a similar question here from Andy Atkinson, the enforcer. I remember hearing that Desenzo Miller really wanted the MSU offer, which eventually came, but would have gone to Ole Miss if not. How gut-wrenching would it have been to watch a hometown hero go there instead of MSU? Sort of the same thing there. Yeah, I have always heard the urban legends of Desenzo Miller's recruiting that he and Tuberville did not get along. I don't I don't know. I have heard that that, that recruiting process went sour pretty quick for, for Tuberville. I've always heard that. I don't know if it's true yeah, or not. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about it. So, Our good friend and host could probably tell us. Certainly worked out in State's favor. It did. Rob Hadaway got a real question for us, he says. Can you attempt to explain why in the Ole Miss media court it seems to be a badge of honor, with the exception of Chuck Ronsville, that if you're an alumnus of the school and cover the team for or for a fan site, that you could not care less if they win or lose? Neil, Ben Garrett, some would say Godfrey. I'm sure others, they'll die on this hill. That is not the case at MSU and never has been. Even Joel and Robbie working for newspapers, everybody knows where they come from, that they can do their jobs objectively, but they certainly enjoy it doing it more if MSU was winning. What makes this attitude between two places so completely different? This is a great question, and I don't know the answer to it. Um, I, I, this is all I know is this. Like, and I, I, I hate to push – Ben, I'm not trying to pick on you, but I'm just going to use you as an example. Ben Garrett grew up an Ole Miss fan. He was an Ole Miss fan. I'm sure if I can go find his house, his, where his, mom, his mom's house, there are pictures of little Ben in an Eli Manning jersey – or, you know, in the Grove and all this stuff, right? You know that's the case. And then he goes to Ole Miss as a student. And I'm supposed to believe there's a moment in time where he just decides, I don't care anymore. Now, here's what I will say. That being in the press box and not being able to cheer and having to watch the games in silence has affected me in terms of, like, it, it doesn't break me up the way it used to when they lose, yep. right? Yep. I, I used to could not take a loss. I just couldn't take it. Yep. And there's some old B&B shows that'll prove that to you. Yeah. But... Now, it, it numbs you a little bit. Doing yeah. Now this. they lose, and I'm just like, well, that sucks. But you know, I'm more, I'm more put off by the amount of text and tweets and stuff I'm going to get from angry people because I got to deal with that. Yeah. Than the game itself. So I get that, but at the same time, to say that I don't care anymore, that doesn't make any sense. You know, especially when these guys are huge sports. I mean, Ben Garrett lives and dies with the Braves the same way you do, but he doesn't have a college team. It doesn't make any sense to me. These guys. Yeah. I kind of tie. I love you, Ben. If any of you read whenever I started Cowbell Corner, I kind of tried to tie all this in. Like, I think that my background helps me in this job. And I know there are some, you know, probably some on the old Miss Media Corps that would look at me as, oh, he's just some homer, some fan like the rest of them kind of deal. But I think that that helps you if you can separate it a little bit. And, and I, I feel like that 
I'll just speak for me. I feel like I do a good job at that. I, I feel like, by and large, if some random person moved here from Montana and, and looked at my coverage, I mean, if they listen to the show, they will hear me reference the past, so they will know that where I graduated from and what my background is. But mm-hmm. I would like to think if they just click on Cowbell Corner and read the articles and, and see my coverage, that you probably wouldn't know. Right. And I feel like you can do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't feel like it is that big of a deal if you grew up rooting for a school and then you're covering the school. I'll use a David Brandt. Man, I love David Brandt. Miss you, David, if you happen to listen to this show. But I'll use a David Brandt quote in what he said before. It's not like we're covering North Korea. Right. You know, we're not covering some war here. We're covering sports. Um, I'll just say this. I like when State wins. You all read my stuff more when State wins. You all listen to this show more when State wins. Although every now and then the occasional uh, shocking loss that makes you mad is good for business. I will admit that. But uh, at, at the end of the day, um, I, I just feel like it makes it can make you a better journalist who have have seen and, and know the experiences of the past to kind of have a finger on the pulse of the school and things. Yeah. I, I think you can do this job and do it extremely well and do it professionally, um, regardless of what others might have that opinion of. I, I don't think that, you know, and, and if State ever is, is under some humongous NCAA investigation and I can break that story, I want to break it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not going to make me any friends over at the Bryan building, but I would love to break that story if that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why you can't do the job and do it well, yeah. despite what your background is. Right. But. Our last question is just sort of a yes or no question because I think I think the answer is no. Hank Helmers wants to know, has there ever been a state player that transferred to Ole Miss that ever made an impact in the Egg Bowl for Ole Miss? Not that I know of. I can't think of anybody. I don't know what Brett Tyler did in his time at Ole Miss from state, but that's, that's the only guy I know of. So, no, the answer is no. All right, hope you guys got it out of your system. Well, I'm trying to think it – we talked about Chris Lauderhaus the other day. Yeah. That's baseball. Is that like the only – I'm trying to think of like impact player in any sport that it, went either impact direction. player, that's the only one I can think of. Promise Taylor, obviously, but she never made an impact. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I can think of. So, All right, guys. Uh, don't know about a deep dive this week. Haven't had any success getting up with any uh, former players. Any of you guys know J.J. Johnson, tell him to hit me up. I've been trying to find him. Uh, beyond that, we'll still have a couple podcasts. Though We'll talk about the MLB draft. First round will be done by the time we – record tomorrow or at least it should be so we may have some uh, some information on that plus a few other things we want to get covered this week as well have a great wednesday back with you on thursday for joel t coleman Woo. i'm brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi a super talk mississippi media production